0: So welcome, everybody, to the Successful Living Podcast. Um, I am your host. Manny is my co-host. And today we're going to do a quick podcast, but we want to talk about something that we find is something that we need to talk about. And I I want to share some of the things that I'm going through right now that are relevant to what we're going to talk about today. And basically, it's this whole idea of remote working, right? So as a business consultant for years, I've worked with people that have been trying to work remotely. And one of the biggest challenges is discipline, right? It's the discipline to be able to work remotely. But we're going to talk about that in a different podcast. But what I want to talk about today is why we believe or companies believe that everyone is cut out to work remotely. And the problems that that creates, the, the support that maybe isn't there and all the other things that come from that. So Manny, I just want us to jump in and really kind of talk about this and talk it out. And I'm gonna share, you know, today is it's interesting that we're covering this topic because I'm going through some things right now with my remote workers and, and, my, and they're independent contractors. They're not employees but it's like, how do I support them? And how do I step back and look at what's happening, recognizing that maybe I haven't given them all the tools they need. And here I am somebody that works. I've been working remotely my entire the entire time I've had this company, right? For 13 years, I have been working from home um, I don't have I've never had a, a physical office. I've had clients that have given me a space. At one point, I had a small office at the University of Delaware. I've had, you know, worked at other locations, but those were specific to contractors. And it was only a couple of days a week or something like that. I have been working virtually. I'm overall, I'm very disciplined and all the other things that we'll talk about as we um, keep developing and, and talking about these topics in, in this podcast. But even you know we're human even for me it's kind of like so you know Manny I know we were just having a conversation before we started the podcast and basically I it, you know you were talking me off the ledge is how I refer to it when Absolutely. I when I freak out and and I'm just getting away from my whole zen meditation Understanding that we have to be focused on solutions, not problems. But I'm human, right? So let's um let's jump into that a little bit, Manny.
1: So I think um let's let's talk about some of the soft skills. And I think you mentioned it really well when um we we don't have that discussion when we talk about entrepreneurs um, having the availability to do remote work. Um, you can probably go onto any YouTube video, and you will see that. At some point a commercial will say, anybody can do this from home. It's some kind of thing that they're trying to sell and they're trying to say that anyone can do this. And I think for me, when we talk about, when you first mentioned soft skills and what I mentioned before is that you could be very good at a lot of these soft skills and you can own that to the, you know, to the bank. Um, however, if you are missing a few of those things, that you will not be able to be successful as a remote um, you know, worker. You have to be able to encompass the entire soft skill capability of whatever your job is. And if you don't lack or take that time to sit and understand what is it you're not doing properly, you're always going to have a struggle. If, if you're not good with time management, if you're not good with, with um, keeping to a schedule or, or even understanding a checklist, uh, those things might be really hard. And, and that's That's something that really introduced that idea as soon as you mentioned lacking the some of the soft skills when people think that they can go out there and do it. Okay, anybody can do this. It's not really the case. Can we talk more about that.
0: Yeah. And you know what, you know, what really concerns me about all of this is that here we are, you know, this is a successful living podcast, right? It's how do we how do we live successfully in all areas of our lives, but When we look at what's happening in what's happened in the world of education, it terrifies me to think of what the studies are going to prove in a few years that um, has resulted of, you know, thinking that every, every home and every person that had children and has children in school, that they're prepared to be a teacher, right, or that they're, or that they have the discipline to work remotely as an educator or as a support person for uh, a teacher because they're a parent. And this is, to me, I'm seeing it just from the parents that I know and my own grandchildren and what they're going through, you know, this, there should have been training. There should have been, even though we had to do it quickly, once we kind of settled in and said, okay, this is what's going to happen, parents, we're going to be educating and you're going to have to why didn't they offer training to the parents? And I don't know if somewhere somebody did, and if they did, we'll share it with the community at large so more educators can, can or more schools and superintendents and academy leaders and can, can look at this because it is going to be a massive fail, right? So what's the problem with working remotely? The problem with working remotely, I always use this example because it's easy. If you live in areas where it, it you know, you get snow or get a cold winter. I was always one that whenever it snows and it's bad outside, unless it's crazy outside. And if I had meetings, I got myself up, got myself ready and went to my meetings even though it was snowing outside. And it was like, oh, who wants to drive in this stuff? But most people, will call and reschedule that meeting. Even if they know that they could drive in, that it's not to the point where it's dangerous. It's just a winter snow. You got to go to work, right? When you work for somebody else, you know, you have to show up unless your boss calls you and says, hey, it's too dangerous outside. We're shutting down for the day. Right.
1: right. But
0: for the most part, that's not what happens. That's an example of the kind of stuff that you have to do. I wonder how many people get up in the morning and they turn on the TV or they, nowadays it's going straight into your cell phone and looking at social media and what's happening. You might even use the excuse, oh, I'm just gonna check the news or I'm gonna see what's going on. The next thing you know, you're down the rabbit hole, right? You're lost, you're gone, (laughs) you're distracted. So how, you know, you and I, are always talking about this. We connect regularly in the mornings and and we both are very disciplined. Um, but even for me today, it's like, ah, you know, so for you, how do you handle it in the mornings? How do you organize yourself and what do you have to do mentally? What do you tap into, um, that helps you to, to be able to say, you know what, uh, uh, even if you catch yourself, right? Because we talk a lot about awareness. Yeah, absolutely. And awareness is not that, oh, I'm aware and I'm perfect. It's I'm aware that I just got distracted. I got to pull myself back. How do you do it?
1: Um, it's uh, I'll use a real good reference here, calling pumping the brakes. Um, so when I first started and when we were first discussing, we discussing awareness months ago. Um, and you mentioned meditation to me. Um, I started with 30 seconds. You know, I just remember saying to you at some point, I don't I don't know how I could sit, you know, and I started with 30 seconds. I mean, that was the longest 30 seconds I've experienced in a long time. <laughs> yeah. um, and then somewhere along the way, the more I realized sitting in the, um, the silence and no thoughts are existing, um, I realized that there was a way for me to start now picking on things that were going on in my day. And I realized it was feelings were coming in with them. So what I said, and once I watched a, you know, some videos, learned, did a bit more research, I realized that, okay, this is the time that I need to take to then see myself doing those things and having it not attached to anything. So if I had a great long day that was so busy that I went to sleep going, I have no clue how I'm going to do this tomorrow. Well, that's fine. I will go to sleep just thinking about um, how I can organize my brain and what I'm going to do for the next day. Unattached to feelings and emotions, just go to sleep. So then when I wake up, the first thing I then go is, okay, I need to meditate and I need to see myself doing whatever it is that I needed to do for the day. And over time, it, didn't happen overnight and it took me every day doing that same process to the point where that now I wake up to a great sounding um, alarm and I'm before the alarm now and as soon as I get into this meditative state I start seeing me do those frustrating things that I have to do for the day that at some point in my life I've never wanted to do and now I'm just going I'm going to do it it doesn't matter how it's going to feel what's going to happen in a moment but this will get done then what else am I going to do? So I kind of go through my day in my brain and just allow that time. It doesn't matter how long it takes. If it takes 40 minutes, it takes 40 minutes, it Takes 10 minutes, it takes 10. Um, nice. And I just allow myself to go through the process of the day. And that removes those attachments of feelings every time something stops me in my day. So it allows me. So when I say pump the brakes is it allows me to stop in a moment as I'm doing it and reminding myself of my meditation moment. Okay. You were just going to get this done. So now you're feeling some kind of way, whoa, no more, just get whatever it needs to be done, done, check. And that is kind of something that I do in my mind. And it's hard because you have to pump the brakes in that moment, right? Absolutely. That's, that's a process that I do that I work very hard on every day. And I hope, I hope it could be two minutes of meditation that will get me 40 minutes of my normal meditation.
2: That's right. You know, people don't, I think that for so long meditation was misunderstood. Right. Yeah. And there was this sense that, you know, people that were, you know, the hippies back in the sixties and the, you know, the Buddhist monks and, you know, quirky people meditated and then meditation started entering more of the mainstream but what we've, we're we really coming to understand, and we're certainly going to keep talking about this because, you know, I've been meditating for a really long time. And I began to understand why meditation is so critical. But now we're learning more and more that it's how you connect with who you really are and you really learn to connect with your, your mind, even when I have a terrible night like last night where I just couldn't sleep, right? And I, you know, I'm just someone that has to be very sensitive to what I do before I go to bed and, and, you know, there's just, I mean, I've tried everything, right? And I refuse drugs. I'm not taking drugs to help me sleep. I use meditation to protect my brain and calm myself and, and relax and those types of things. But even when I'm having one of those nights, if I sit and meditate, and the next thing I have to do is I have to like turn on a dim light and grab my journal because the ideas that come to me in those moments and even last night, So we're going to talk a lot about all these different things and, and what can come from meditation. But to your point, it's that you just have to decide that what is it that you want to accomplish? And if you work for somebody, you're, you know, this might be the way of life for you In this job forever because companies are saying we're either going to have a hybrid which means and we're starting to hear that word a lot and what it means is that we're going back to some in-person stuff or some of our staff is going to come to a smaller office we're going to downsize these expensive buildings and rentals and things that we have but now we're going to have some people that come to an office and many of the other employees are not going to be coming to the office And at that point, that's when you have to, you have to now begin to think about that. Is this, is this the rest of my working life for the most part? I'm sure there'll be in person meetings and, you know, whatever this hybrid becomes or whatever happens, but it's here. This was something that was going to come. Now it just was accelerated, but no one is trained and prepared for it. And it's something that, again, it, you know, there's so many areas, but definitely recognizing and looking at your own personality. When are you most productive? Because if you're working remotely, it may be that you don't have to be up and and working at 9 a.m. It's not nine to five for you. For some people, they're more productive after midday. For me, I'm more productive early morning hours, the afternoons, especially because of the sleep patterns that I have, the afternoons are heavy for me. So I try to have meetings and things that don't require as much focus. But I think this is the thing, I just really want to get this message out that, you know, remote work is not cut out for everybody. So if we're going to make more people work remotely, then we need to do more to support you, to help you understand all the different things that are going to come up. You know, people think it's cute. We have meetings and the cat rolls up on somebody's lap and the dog is barking and the babies are showing up. But you know what? How long will people be okay with those kinds of interruptions? Because let's call it what it is. It's a distraction. And we know that multitasking and, and you know, constantly, Constantly shifting our attention from one thing to the other is not really how our brain works and so even if it's something simple as a child appearing suddenly into the camera we're patient with that but the bottom line is the person might have just missed an important piece of the conversation because that you know you're probably worried if you have little ones that they are going to show up and come into the camera and oh my gosh, I'm, you know, and you get to, it's no matter what, with the best intentions, it's distracting. So is it, is, is the, does the Zoom meeting or whatever, you know, webinar or camera uh, conferencing tool you use, should you be scheduling those when the babies are napping? When the kids are sitting at the computer and, you know, taking classes, if they're not back to full time in the classroom. Is it when the kids are in school? You know, it's it's all these little details that that no one helped. We didn't have enough conversations, and we need to have more conversations. I know that we're going to do more to support this because it was like as I was struggling today with some of what I'm experiencing, and it's not with me; it's with my remote workers. And realizing that from a conversation that I had with a colleague last night, where I was trying to talk this through. I need to do more to support my remote workers. Yes, they're independent contractors, but if I'm the one with
0: the knowledge, then why am I not helping them understand or or offering to support them in how they organize their days so that I'll be happy because they're doing their best work. They're dedicated workers, but we're struggling with some of the, when are we communicating? When are things getting done? And this person, this colleague helped me to, to realize that I have to be more, more aware and more, you know, evaluate the whole situation. And I'm always, I don't know, I'm always, you know, that I'm somebody that always takes responsibility, me first, right? What am I not doing that is creating this, you know, tug of war that we have going on That was fine for months, but now we're, we're working remotely now for more and more months. And when we get to those moments in business where things get stressful, that's when we all like suddenly, right. We, to me, it's like, no matter how much I meditate and how much knowledge I have, I can, I can go down that whole thing of suddenly feeling like, sorry for myself. For me, the awareness helps me to get back. Having someone like you, Manny, that, you know, we talk about these things having it's all that if i didn't have you to talk to this morning what what kind of state of mind would i still be in right it takes a lot for you to pull yourself back and say oh no i'm not going down this uh-uh, i'm not staying in this feeling today because then the whole day is going to be crazy so it's to me these conversations are like i mean they're exciting and they're they're important and you know for those of us that have kind of that level of awareness it's important for us to share more of this because we we're, we're going we're all we were all thrown into this and those of us that have been working virtually all the more reason why we should be sharing it with you know the rest of the community that follows us and listens to us
1: this is a this is great and and as you were talking um, i started to have a a thought as we were talking about the remote um, workers that we have working either with us or under us. And um, I start thinking about individualizing each and every one of us as a person, right? Um, If you, so you are the entrepreneur, you are the CEO, and you have other entrepreneurs, 1099 workers that are working underneath you. Um, Sometimes it's easy to fall into, well, they are, you know, their own entrepreneur, they run their own business. So then I give them a task, they get it done, That's how it should be. Um, But if we think about it as part of the structure, you are the CEO, you are asking other, you have other entrepreneurs that work under you for your environment. Therefore, there still needs to be a CEO mentality that exists within the behavior that you portray to them. So if there comes an uncomfortable feeling or a thought of something that they're not getting, we need to hone into that CEO, that position that you exist and where they exist and allow that communication to say, hey, look, as the CEO, I need to sit down and better your understanding with what needs to go on. And here's the steps that I need to do. Unfortunately, we continue to, when we are entrepreneurs, we assume that all the other entrepreneurs are in line with what everyone else is. So if we allow the remote users to get used to still being told what to do, because that's what our conscious, subconscious mind is, is, it's easy to work with, they serve us. So if you were to think about it, is if you were being told, if you were working for a company, you're getting used to being told how well you do, what you need to do, if you're on task, if you're not on task. So these workers, other entrepreneurs are in the same mentality and they need to understand when they, you know, are doing something wrong or when they're doing something right and when they need to learn something or change the way they're doing things. So. Us, I think, as the senior entrepreneurs, as we would say, right, because we're, we're taking more of the CEO, the executive approach, uh, we have to consider those soft skills of leadership that mm-hmm. says when I am delegating that I'm also, I'm training, uh, I'm observing, uh, I'm, I'm oh, finding gosh. ways to better help this person that's working for me, be a better entrepreneur, be a better worker, whatever it is they are. <laughs> Right. So that's what we have to deliver in those soft skills that sometimes we forget that that's what we have to have. Remote is exactly what you're saying is we struggle with the things that we forget we have to do if we were in a normal working environment.
0: Right. I mean, you know, I remember many times even before this this whole COVID thing, because, again, I've been working, you know, on my own in my own office alone for all these years. And whenever I had these exciting moments or I got a new contract or, you know, when I signed the agreement with the university, um, the, the Polytech uh, University from Mexico back in December of this last year. And it was, it was something I worked at for two years. And finally it was there and I got the message. Everything was approved. We were rolling. And I'm looking around it like, who do I high five? There's nobody there. You know, when you have a an you're in an office and you have a team where people work in co-working spaces, why do people go to co-working spaces? Because we as entrepreneurs miss that part of the work environment. That's a part of the work environment that we love, is being around colleagues and sharing ideas, sharing frustrations. Hey, I got an idea. I just learned how to do this better. Awesome. Tell me, let me do it. And when you want to celebrate something, you know, you have somebody there. And then, like I said at the beginning, when you need to be talked off the ledge a little bit, you have somebody there for that too. And so, you know, I love when, for me, everything that I do and whether it's the podcasts, it's a quick video, it's something I share, it's a course I create. It all has to do with things that come up that either I experience someone like you, Manny, might experience, or that we're just suddenly it's that aha moment that's it, it's like, you know, I was talking about this problem with with remote working with my entrepreneurs years and years ago. And and it's like you forget, and then we got thrown into this thing. And I haven't been talking about this enough. And I thought, why on earth aren't we talking about this? Especially because I'm so concerned about the the education system and how, how, you know even if they're back to school now, you know how many parents are getting nailed because they didn't do the right work. So their kids are failing or there's things happening. Well, you're a parent you're not an educator. You're not trained. I, you know, I, for, for probably five minutes, you know, obviously an exaggeration, I thought about homeschooling my youngest child, because when he came along, you know, each of my children came along, like there were years in between each. And so they were almost like an only child. And so when my son came along, um, I was my youngest one came along. I was like, okay, so I want to protect him. I'm good homeschooling him homeschool him, right? The first thing I thought was he's not going to have any people skills. We're not doing that because I'm not the kind of person that would have the discipline to be joining, you know, I don't know, homeschooling groups and mommy groups and all that kind of stuff. And then on top of that, I thought I'm not, I don't have the discipline to, to sit and sit my child and say, okay, we're going to work on this all day. I had to recognize that that wasn't who I was. So had I had a children you know if i was younger and i still had children in school and i got thrown into this you know covid-19 way of education i don't know i mean i'm i have enough discipline in my life where i would have said well this is it but would i have been successful i don't know because not there was no training and again there's no training for entrepreneurs like you you know your point you made a great point that you know we as entrepreneurs executives of our own company, we got to look at this and go, listen, if I'm gonna hire an independent contractor, I need to treat that person like I just hired a new employee and set up a training program for whatever it is they're doing. Not a long term, we're not talking long extended things, but I need to give them the courtesy of doing a better job at setting the expectations and then asking them specifically how do you organize your day? I'm not asking you because I want to micromanage you. I'm asking you because I need to know so that in my way of holding you accountable for the things that you're going to do for me, I need to understand how you organize your day. And if they, they're like, well, I don't start my day till noon because you know for me the mornings are I'm not in a good place. So I basically work from this time to this time. Okay, so now I'm not sending you messages all morning long and then getting frustrated because you have an answer. Right. And I don't understand your the way you manage. So I think this has been a great topic. I um I think we may be coming up on the end of this podcast this morning. Okay. Yep. Um, so I hope that this sparked conversations that's our whole point right is that we want to create space for conversation to expand these topics we're going to be talking a lot about all these things Um, we spend a lot of time talking about all these you know soft skills and personal development and self-management self-responsibility all these kind of things and we'll talk more about that but definitely connecting it more to this whole idea of remote remote work any final thoughts manny
1: Uh, I would like to think that if we were to take our conversation and do a full circle um, back on this, um, if we say a lot of awareness, um, I would say that the most important thing would circle back to something that you're familiar with, one of your your first pillar is um, self-discovery. We mentioned meditation. We have to become one with who we are and what our good things are, bad things are, and how we plan on bettering ourselves. In order to attach these soft skills and know what we need to do continue doing what we feel like we are doing, um, that self-discovery, you have to allow your time, yourself that time to think, to understand, to really understand what your good skills and bad skills are and see what you need to do to better those. We have to come through on a mind level and say, I will sit, I will think, and I will better myself by understanding what I'm not doing correctly
0: right no that's perfect thank you it's a great way to close so thanks again everybody for checking in with us for following us next week we have a great guest um tanya um, is going to be on she actually has a business where she does um, she helps companies with virtual support and things like that. And so she is going to be on our podcast as our guest, and we're gonna connect this. We're gonna talk more about this idea of remote work. And she's gonna share some tips and ideas and things, but we're gonna uh, we're gonna connect it to this whole idea of awareness and, and self-responsibility and just understanding who we are and accepting that, and then saying, Well, how do I manage my work schedules when this is who I am and this is how I function? do I need an accountability partner? What do I need? So next week tune in every Wednesday we're going to have the podcast. We're going to um, be going live very soon. We will um, let you know when that happens. Right now we're recording our podcast um, and sharing it this way. Please comment in the um, when we post this please you know share your comments, ideas, anything you want to share with us and we hope you'll come back every week. Um, visit www.danettrivera.com. You can email us there, send us um, anything, any thoughts if you don't want to post things in the comments and you want a private conversation. You know, as a company, we're offering coaching, financial coaching, business consulting, and all that good stuff. So you know how to find us. Um, Thanks again. Thank you, Manny, for always, you know, being here with me. I love the way we have conversations and I hope that our listeners and viewers will actually um, let us know how we're doing and what they got out of this. Enjoy the rest of your
1: week. Thank you, Danette. Thank you, viewers.